What's going on, guys? It's Derek. And it's Doug. What's up? Welcome to episode 37. And April 1st. Yes, we are recording it on April 1st. Yes, also known as April Fool's. Yeah. Did you see any good April Fool's videos? Speaking of breaking format already, but any good April Fool's videos? No, also no real good April Fool's jokes. Yeah, they've, they've been kind of getting out of them lately. I really feel like I wanted to go to work today with a box of donuts, like plain donuts, and just write on there, Happy April Fool's. And that's it. (laughs) That would be great. Don't touch the donuts. Don't do anything. Just Happy April Fool's. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So what did you do this week? Or last week even? Because we didn't record last week because someone had work. Yes. Because my job decided to crack the whip on me again. Um, Here's my thinking. Yeah? I really thought... A big part of the Civil War. American or... American. Okay. No. Well, why would I care about the Venezuelan Civil War? I was more referring to, like, Star Wars Civil Wars. No. Uh, no, I mean that, too. Uh, the Civil War was about state rights and the emancipation of slavery, yet we've just upgraded slavery and just now it's paid labor. Deep. Right? I had... What's well, 71 minus 8? Lots. Yeah, that's how many hours I worked this week. So I did nothing fun. I beat Blaster Master, and, that, and I got all the shrines in Zelda. How do you feel about that? I mean, it was lackluster because like, I just went around solving all the shrine puzzles, mm-hmm. and I figured out how to get the Blood Moon easier. How? Go kill enemies. Oh. Go kill, like, three Lynels, <laughs> and then they'll just come back. Nice. Yep. Nice. Also, I came up with the greatest pun ever. Oh. Have you ever heard of Murphy's Law? Yeah. All right, what is it? Uh, Murphy's Law, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Right. Have you ever heard of Cole's Law? No. It's thinly sliced cabbage. <laughs> right? Um, well done. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that joke. That is like one of my favorite, cleanest jokes I've come across. Because just like... Like, you can really tailor the, jo- tailor the joke for who you're talking to. Do you know Occam's Razor? Do you know Murphy's Law? Do you know Cole's Law? Exactly. Because <laughs> you can be like, uh, it's thinly sliced cabbage. <laughs> and say, like, God, you're an idiot. Uh, duh. Uh, duh. It's like, what do you call a broken boomerang? A stick. A stick. A stick. What's brown and sticky? A stick. A stick. Anyway. Speaking of, that, that has a funny memory. Um... Starcraft Remaster. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. At least I'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the YouTube roundup? Actually, what did you do this week? We talked about what I did. Nothing. <laughs> Play any cool Switch games? Um, No, other did... than I Am Setsuna. How is that I, game? I've got some complaints about that. Have Think you played any it. cool Xbox games? I've been playing Destiny lately. Again? Yeah, I'm getting back into it because of Destiny 2. Yes. Um... So they've kind of got a couple things. I'm just running through it and getting back into it. And I'm enjoying it. Like, I've been doing uh, Archon's Forge. I've done it, like, 15 times this morning. I have no idea what that is. It's like a arena map style thing. So you have I... to offer up a special item, and you get to battle enemies to face off against a boss. That'll give you treasure. So you're really... getting, like, five legendary items. For games like that, it's really hard because, like, I don't want to do PvP content. It's not. And you don't even have to really have a party 
Um, I was just playing with their three other random people, right? And I was not in a fire team with them, and but it was kind of like the understood, like. But you were the lowest ranked player. I'm actually the one of the higher ranks. I'm actually like almost near max light. Nice. So, I just haven't done any of the raids or anything. Yeah. So, um, other than that, um, uh, nothing. I haven't there? I'm I'm waiting. That it's one of those things of like. While you're playing Zelda, the Switch is great, but then I'm like, okay, like put something else out. For me, well, it's been it. one of those, like, I beat Blaster Master. Has been Heroes came out, Binding yeah. of Isaac. Maybe you've been playing more Binding of Isaac? A little bit here and there. Nice. But like I said, I've been at work way too much. To enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that's why I've been playing the Switch more than, like, my Xbox, because I can just sit there and play it, and then put it up. I'm done. Yeah. I don't have to make it to some big save point. It's not a big production yeah. i get you um but we'll talk about more about i'm gonna talk about i am satsuna a little bit later cool so why don't we go ahead and move to the youtube roundup or youtube suggestions yes um i have one it's because i love simple things and as simple as you can get primitive technology termite kiln i watched that by the way did you know if you turn on closed captioning he explains everything i didn't know that yeah. Um. If you haven't ever seen his videos, he has no dialogue. It is just a camera recording what he's doing, and it's uh just recording audio, nature sounds, and everything. But he builds everything by hand. He's built a HUD. He's built a kiln. Oh yeah. And in this one, he takes apart a termite mound and makes it into a kiln because it's made of clay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is just really good. Like, There's just something so relaxing about watching this guy who's not trying to put on a theatrical show, not trying to do anything special. It's weirdly almost like a ASMR. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I watched a documentary about that recently. Oh, was it the Rooster Teeth one? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a first member, aren't you? Yes, I am. Are you going to get the You're the Rooster shirt? Maybe. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's just something just, it's so relaxing. It's like, this is nice. Yeah. Like, it's just. It, it always reminds me, going back to ASMR, I really wish there was a way to explain ASMR without me sounding like you're creepy. Right. Uh, no, really. I'm just watching this, this lady, like, unbox Pokemon cards. Like, who doesn't do that? Right. It, it's, it's just, like, it's like a story, uh, it's like an ear exam. Don't worry about it. It just sounds creepy, no right. matter how you explain it. And, yeah. like, the creepier the video, the easier it is to explain. Uh, it's just like this dude, he's just like, uh, you know, doing an alien, like, xenomorph autopsy. It's not weird at all. It's like, oh, that's explained. Oh, it's this woman who's, like, pretending to give you a you know, razor shave. Uh-huh. You sure it's not for anything creepy? You know what? You caught me. <laughs> it's like, no, I promise. What would be easier to explain? Yes, I'm watching ASMR. Yes, this is about to go X-rated rather quickly. I, it's, it's one of those, like, it's really hard to explain because different people have different triggers. Yeah. It's just like, here, listen to this. This is like, this, like, it's like someone, like, putting an electrode right in the middle of my back. Listen to this. Yeah, this does nothing. It, it it just seems creepier now. Yeah. And they're just like, never mind. It's like that one part in uh, Arrested Development 
where Michael Sarah is uh, dragging his backpack and playing the uh, the Snoopy, the uh, Peanuts. Yeah, and I was like, that's how it feels. Like, okay, oh bother, right? So, but yeah, it's relaxing. It's almost ASMR like that, yep. but not. So, what did you have? I had the It official first trailer. Yes. At first, I was hesitant because I was home alone, and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna I watch this. I too will have poor decision making skills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's things I have to turn off when I'm home alone. It's like, uh, p- uh, anything related to like the gray aliens. For some reason, they really bother me. Yeah. Um, anything to do with Slenderman. <laughs> like, yep. We're like turning that off. Because I'm not- a child, <laughs> and you have to be underneath the blankets. Yes. And yet, then at that point, you're like, well. Then I feel like I need like I need to lay a specific way <laughs> so I can see the door and all windows. Exactly. So you're like Spider-Manning up in the corner <laughs> with the blanket over you. Yeah. Spider-Man. But no, um and um and then God forbid that water heater kick on and goes going upstairs. I'm calling someone. I've got my gun. You're just sitting there like it can't get me. You know you're bad when you're like if it gets me, I mean, I guess it gets me. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'll be bummed coming. I'll miss Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but I mean, now is as good a time as any. <laughs> right? But no, I watched that trailer. Man. Yeah. Like, I, I also watched the comparison trailer. Right. Nearly shot for shot. I'm excited for it. Oh, me too. I mean, now I just need to redo, like, Stand By Me. Uh, pass. <laughs> this is going I, I think this is going to be really really good so do you think last two years a year ago the clown thing was to do with it no but i think it made people more aware of it i think it made people feel like clowns are creepy again make clowns creepy again yeah hashtag, hashtag not my pennywise <laughs> yeah. No, I love this design of Pennywise too. Yeah. Although I like it can lower. be uh, Curry. I like Curry, but I like this design better. It's like dark and actually scary. Yeah, not just like. Eh. Although my wife knows a guy who is a clown, like a legit clown. My Does condolences. Not like, huh? My condolences. Does not like the scary clown thing, because it's like that's making a mockery of. If he he feels like it's making a mockery of his profession. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, uh, I can't think of anything appropriate. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> I can't... Th- I mean, it's sort of like... But here's the thing, is like, it's innate... It, it is innately... There's something innately scary about it. Isn't that kind of like a New Yorker complaining that Law & Order makes everyone look like killers and, you know, creepy people? Yeah, but I also can see why clowns are innately... Because it's the painted face, it's... Yeah. It's the betrayal of emotions. Yeah, they may be frowning, but they have a happy face uh, painted on. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to... Oh, yeah, plus John Wayne Gacy dressed as a clown and killed people. Oh, Never mind that. Yeah. Never mind that. Scary clown thing, though. That's got to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Kill people? No, just don't. Don't dress as a clown, people. I mean, and... I think that's just going to be a thing in history now. It's kind of like, I don't think anyone really hates the word moist. It's just 
no one. Everyone thinks they do because everyone says everyone. Which, hates by the way, moist. let's do, let's do an ASMR. Moist, moist. Nuka cola. <laughs> Nuka cola. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited that, for this film. That's a throwback. Uh, another thing that I'm super excited for, I've already kind of mentioned it. Destiny 2! I'm excited what? for more Nathan Fillion in my life. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Nathan Fillion? Yeah, yes, let's, let's talk. Let's, that's it. Rest of the podcast is scrapped. We're talking about Nathan Fillion. Can that man act? <laughs> I don't think that man does act. I, I think, think Nathan Fillion is... Look, Cade... What is it? Cade 3000? Cade 6. Cade 6. Is Nathan exactly... Um, Mal. Mal from Firefly. Yeah. I'm exactly. like... I don't think he acts. I think that might just be Nathan Fillion. Yeah. I think that's just Nathan Fillion, guys. Um, no, that trailer was amazing. His name is Gary. Gil? It's... I guess it just had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's... And there will be loot! <laughs> I love that trailer. It's like, first off, I'm not going to lie. Nathan Fillion has a great voice. Yes, he does. Uh, just like Alan Tudyk. Yes. K2. Oh, my God. If you had Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, and who's another great voice actor? Um, that's a good question. Uh, Let's probably, go ahead and put Laura Bailey in I was going to say Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna and Laura Bailey. Yeah. But I think that would be the greatest conversation. Oh, we'll throw in Curry because he does some good voices. Yeah. yeah. Who's the guy that does the voice of Optimus Prime? Um, That guy. Yeah. That would be an epic conversation. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm super looking forward to it. I'm going to pre-order it like a chump. I wonder I want... if we're going to get the year one baller horn again. You what? The baller horn. Oh, yeah. I do I'm like, it. I'm going to pl- I'm gonna get it on Xbox, keep it on Xbox, and do every content. Except I like... say that with every game I buy on my Xbox. Well, I originally, when it, Destiny first came out, I had it for the PS3. Yeah. And then I bought it for the PS4. Right. And then... Taken King came out. Taken King came out, and I got... No, not Taken King. Rise of Iron. Iron came out, and I got it for Xbox. So, there's the new thing of Age of... Um, Age of Triumph? Age of Triumph. I miss out on a lot of things. So it's like, from beginning to the first um, expansion, you have to have completed something between it. And it's like, oh, I don't get to do that now. No. Because I technically didn't have the game... On that, on the, on that family, console family. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, man. I am excited. Like, some people are like, oh my God, why pre-order it? Oh my God, that's just giving them money. You know what? I'm happy. Bungie, you know what? Rise of Iron was great. It was short, but it was great. Yeah. And this time they say they are focusing on the story. Yeah. And PC gets to play it. And Cade 6. Yeah, and Cade 6. Just yep. pre-order for Cade 6. An hour-long game of Cade 6 talking <gasps> a telltale game. Just well, that'd be conversations great. with Nathan Fillion. And now, a six-hour conversation between Alan Tudyk and Cade 6 and all the characters they play. Nathan Nathan Fillion's Mal is ta- talking to K2SO, who's talking to Wash. <laughs> who's talking to the little chicken from Moana. Yeah. That was, uh, was Alan Tudyk. Yep. I was watching this little thing about it was talking about all the voices Alan Tudyk has done. I'm like, oh my god, he's done a lot. Yeah, a lot more than you'd think he has. Yeah. So what else did you have? I have the Lost D-Day documentary at 60 frames per second. Okay. It's hard to describe in that it is 
a documentary that is it's almost strange to realize that actually happened that actually happened yeah. the 60 frames per second really sold it so like it makes you feel it almost gives you a sense of disconnect in that oh this this isn't this isn't real this can't be true this isn't this isn't a thing no no that's not and then you realize wait a second yeah it is yeah and um, that's really sad yeah i would say watch it if you're into history watch it if you're an american 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 um okay let's move on to some game news then how's yeah. that sound to you Sounds good to um, me. Beyond the fact that Destiny 2 is getting a, a September 8th release. Right. Um, did you hear that Spider-Man may be leaving the MCU? I seen that this morning. It's basically, um, they're talking about after Homecoming 2, Spider-Man's leaving. Why? Going back to Sony. Be oh, because they have that Silver Sable and Venom movie coming out? Uh, no, I think it's mostly because Sony likes to screw with their characters. Yeah. Um, although, there could be some tactics here. Do you think Sony's trying to sell the Sony movies for investors so they announced Venom and Silver Sable? Just so that they go, look, we're not sucking! Because they've had James Bond and they have Spider-Man. That's their two big franchises. Sony has James Bond? Yep. I didn't realize that. Yep. Um, so do you think they're like they're flexing for investors going... Please give us money, or please buy us. I was thinking it was them saying, "Yeah, yeah, Marvel, go ahead and like we'll, we're okay with you using Spider-Man. They make two great Spider-Man movies, which Sony gets a cut of the profit, making Sony a company worth more money." Then go, "Hey, do you want to buy Spider-Man?" I can see it. Turn around, sell them, sell Marvel their own product, and go. Well, you made us money, and now we want to sell the character because we can't do it right. Yeah. Or do you think it's going to be so that they can increase the rate that they can sell Spider-Man? By, no. by, let's, alright. It's basically, you buying me a car. Right. Right. But it's my car. So, it's your property that I'm giving, that you sold to me, that I'm letting you use, and then you revert it back to me, and then I try to sell it to you at a higher rate. Pretty that much. Sony's going, yeah, you can totally use Spider-Man. Okay. So Marvel uses their own character with someone else's permission. They give it back to Sony, and Sony's like, hey, now that Sony's a huge IP, um, we're going to sell it to you for an exorbitant amount because Spider-Man's popular. Yeah. Do you really want us to screw up Spider-Man? <laughs> and they're holding the character ransom. I actually could see that. And it makes it makes sense. Um, other news, uh, let's see, uh, Godzilla's getting a Netflix original anime. Nice. And it already has a title and a poster. What's it called? Uh, it's like Godzilla. Godzilla <laughs> something. Um, Curses, why is mine? It is called, that is destiny. Why in God's name? <laughs> I, I'm clicking on the article button and it's going, no, you clearly want to hear about, um, yeah, I'm pulling that up. Yeah. It's like, okay, stop that. Let me see. Godzilla Monster Planet. Oh, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, I'm that excited for That was really it. good. Um, You know, I'm an anime fan. I'm a Godzilla fan. So, 
I'm pumped for it. Oh, it's, it's the guy who made uh, Detective Conan, Darkest Nightmare. Okay. Uh, Knights of Sidonia and Psycho Pass. Yes. Yes. And I like that artwork. Right. Um. Other things. Um. Let's see. Internet privacy law. Yeah, the internet privacy law. Um. Could be getting removed, much like a teenage boy's browsing history. Right. Can be wiped off the books. Um, and actually, since I actually wrote that down, it's been updated. Um, 50, I believe it was 50 senders or representatives, right. um, basically allowed internet service providers to sell your information. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go too much into that story because that delves deep, deep Even from far. the well of politics. And I'm, would like to keep that. it free of. But here's my thought. Your eyes Stop it. <laughs> Shouldn't have a right to sell your stuff, sell your browsing history. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, because they're going to find out, one, I live a very boring life. I searched for Breath of the Wild hints and tips more often than anything. Two, who are they selling it to? Google already has my soul. Right. I use Google Play, Google uh, Google Movie, uh, the, the Play Movies. Yep, music. Books, mu- books, music, yeah. YouTube. Really, if anybody wants anything, Google has it. They're going to sell me ads anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of stupid. ISPs, Comcast is now going to be able to sell my data to who? Mobsters that are going to come break my legs because I can't figure out the, you know, Casso Shrine? Yeah, pretty much, man. Cool. I mean, I guess I don't have to go to work because I got hit by mob, you know, mobsters. Yeah. Cool. Um... AMC is doing a new series. What's that? Grand Theft Auto. Really? Yes. I I actually can't imagine what that would be about. I I I probably the main story characters, which I'm like, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. Lastly, why don't I round up here? Uh, Hayden Christensen went to the Star Wars Celebration 40th anniversary panel. Hey. Are you excited to see? Hayden Christensen possibly be in the Last Jedi. Oh, really? Yes, more, more, yes. I am. I, I just really want Ian McGregor to be there. And really? That, yeah. So that way, um, both the master and student are there with their grandchildren. Yeah, I could see it. I was actually thinking more along the lines. I'm, I'm excited to see Hayden Christensen in the movie because then he would get to see his uh, Force reincarnation, Ray. <laughs> uh, no, see, I'm thinking he'd get to see his mentor's granddaughter. Oh, right, right. <laughs> because Obi Wan's totally is Ray is totally a Kenobi. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that that movie's been out two years now, and just like, oh yeah, it's Ray still go- it's still rife with <laughs> jokes, right? Uh, and here's the thing. Although I've been recently seeing way more hate for the Force Awakens. People are like, oh, it's not Star Wars. Yes, it is. Those people because it's not your Star Wars. It's like, okay, um, and this is getting as close to politics as I want to. Right. People are like, oh, the president is not my president. And these are the same people going, yes, he is, because you, the the American people, elected him. Regardless of how you feel, he's elected. Yeah. They turn around. Force Awakens is not Star Wars. Yes, it is. It was made. And it was titled... Star, Star Wars. Wars, making it Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, it's like, people, get over it. You don't have to complain about everything. Oh, the prequels are terrible. No, this they're is not. not my dinner. Sir, you ordered this. Nah, it's not my dinner. And I'm like, like, I recently watched the prequels, and they're not bad. No. The dialogue, I'll be, I'll be honest, is a little iffy, and Yoda's voice is a little iffy. But you know what? It's still Star Wars. Here's the thing. Okay. You do. Okay, you know what? You write a better movie. Yeah. You write a Star Wars film. I, I will always defend Hayden Christensen's acting and dialogue delivery, even the writing for his dialogue, because here's the thing. He's playing a 17-year-old kid who pretty much hangs out with celibate monks who is dealing with hormonal changes and being attracted to a girl he's known since, yeah, I don't know, before he became a celibate monk. Yeah. He's, of course, going to sound kind of creepy. I sounded creepy at that age, and I wasn't some superpower Will you Jedi. let me know when that ends? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's your gaming news. Hayden Christensen, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. I heard, like, the tickets sold out in, like, three hours. Yeah. So it's like, man, one day I'll have that. My tickets will sell out in about three decades. Right? Um, <laughs> I don't even know who the three people who want to see me daily I don't know three people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> um, why don't we go ahead and move into uh, something else? Right. Um, actually, this episode is sponsored by Adams of Eden. Yes. And I say sponsored because we help work on it. Yes. Yes, we um, did. I did a... I did I'm comfortable saying, I did some of the makeup. Nice. And actually, speaking of which, it's probably why there won't be a podcast next weekend. Actually, for the next two weeks. Because well, one will uh, one will be up in Ohio doing some filming. Yeah. The next week's Easter. That's right. And I will be doing family stuff. I'll probably be at work. You'll be at work. I mean, I kind of hope I'm at work. I kind of really want a 16-hour shift so I can get time and a half for a 16-hour shift on a holiday. Nice. Um, so a little bit about Adams of Eden. Humanity's last free settlement is running low on clean water. It's up to Ella Astara, a young, brave, resourceful, and vulnerable forest walker, to find non-contaminated water, a job with a low life expectancy, and a nuclear wasteland of deception. Not yet. I'm super excited for it. Yes. I, like, every day I'm like, Yes! If you want more news about that, uh, you need to follow James Losey on Twitter. Yes, and the film's late podcast. Yes. They're constantly putting out information. And if you look, if, actually, if you Google Adams of Eden, um, it is one of the top five things is the trailer. Nice. Yeah. It's, I, I was like, cool. It's on Vimeo if you care to look. And you should care to look. Yes. Um, Super excited for it. Ready for it, dude be on a big screen yes so and the other sponsor we'll mention later yep um typically we have some game picks uh this week was a little low yeah the pickings were a little slim oh um, like persona 5 yeah uh, actually persona our, our picks come out on the same day yep yours was persona 5 are you gonna get it no i don't have a playstation oh it's on also on xbox i just picked the PlayStation. no it's not is it not Nope, it's PlayStation exclusive. I don't think you're right about that. I think you're wrong about that, because I looked it up last night. 
Oh, okay. I am <laughs> a little excited for it. Are you getting it? Uh, probably not, because that would require me to turn on my PlayStation. Right? I gotta be honest, like, there are... Uh, I don't turn on my PlayStation a ton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are correct. I could have swore it was coming out on Xbox. Yeah, but I'm excited for the game. I can't wait to see the YouTube plays. Yeah. Um, And then my pick was Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. I, was, I mean... I, I, I like that kind of gameplay. Right. Um, Mostly because every, like, open-world exploratory game, Fallout, Skyrim... Skyrim and Fallout, um, I choose to be a stealth character. Yeah. So the idea of a long-range stealth character in a modern-day war situation. And I'm a sneaky archer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool, I'm going to go be a warrior, wizard, and I'm a sneaking archer. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, I'm real glad I got out of my shell and stretched myself just a little bit. Pretty much. Hey, that's a nice bow. Oh, I do have an awful lot of arrows, huh? That's how it ends. Except I don't play Breath of the Wild that way. Oh? And it's just like, I'ma swing my sword, spin to win. <laughs> and then you complain. Why don't I ever have any weapons? No, uh, that's what I was doing for the Guardians for the major tests. I was like, spin to win, great swords. Or you just hold down the button, your character starts spinning like a top. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Your weapon is, br- is badly your damaged. Weak. Your weapon's broken. Your weapon is badly damaged. Stop spinning. Run back. Throw the weapon at them. Pick up my other great sword. Right. That's what I. That's kind of what I did. I found the major ones a lot easier than the modest ones. <laughs> because also I learned how to deflect the laser blasts. I didn't have to worry about deflecting laser blasts. Like if it ever got to that point, it's like, eh, get that out of here. Just it shoots four times. Just run in a circle around it. It can't outspin you. <coughs> or you can reflect it back, and it, it, by the time they hit that stage, it kills it them does. instantly. That requires timing, though. Okay. No, it doesn't. It wants the blue flash today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Clearly that's how I'm. Good. I, that's how I'm not sneaking through the castle. Nice. I'm just like guardian. Yeah, get that out of here. <laughs> Boom. I can weak, see it. Weak. Get that weak sauce out of here. Right. Um. What about the Netflix pick of the week? What do you got? I have Escape to the Country. Okay. What's it about? It is. It's a very relaxing. People going to the country. I think we have similar picks. Right. Minus Samurai Gourmet. How is it? It is great. It's about. It's about this television show about this little Japanese man who retires from his company. And he's, you know, in Japan, they have a different work ethic, actually, in the fact that they have a work ethic. Right. But they give you time off. Yeah. Um, They actually have PTO. But he's been a corporate man for the last, you know, 40 uh, some odd years. So the first episode, like, he's like, "Um, what am I going to do with my time? He goes out to lunch and he sees, like, this sign for uh, a beer. And he's like... Oh, I really want a beer for lunch. And, like, he's conflicted about it because he's, like, I, he knows he can now because right. he's no longer having to go to work. But he's also, like, he feels weird and self-conscious because that's the way they be. It's kind of like me today where I'm, like, it's a Saturday and I'm not at work. What do I do with myself? Exactly. But he's, like, that for life. But so he has, like, this vision thing of, like, a wandering samurai back in, like, samurai time. Right. So like he's just like an like a view, uh, uh, viewing this whole charade. Like everybody changes clothes into 
old Japanese clothes, the hairstyles and everything. And like, he's kind of, he's like, I'm drinking in the middle of the afternoon because sake tastes better in the afternoon. And it kind of gives him the confidence to, you know what? I am going to drink that beer. He's had episodes where like he confronts somebody who's really rude and like, Hey, you're being like, he's like this timid man, but like he has this vision of the wandering samurai and he's like, I'm going to be, I, I want to be that samurai. So he turns to the rude person. He's like, hey, would you cut that out? Cut it out. Cut. So it's, it's really cool. Like it has gratuitous food porn shots. And I come to the realization that not everybody understands what food porn is. They probably have a very different idea of what it is. But have you ever seen like cooking shows or like gratuitously focusing upon the pan? It's like they're sauteing mushrooms and like you can almost smell it and it looks that beautiful golden color. And oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, like, you know, you know, everybody has seen a food porn shot. Like watch any commercial. Oh, yeah. And like they linger on the fries as they're salting them in slow motion. You're like. I want fries now. I want I fries know. like five minutes ago. <laughs> right. But this one, it's like all like gourmet food. So like in, in a weird sense, like the first episode, they have a gratuitous food porn shot of beer being poured into a glass. And it's just like this perfect golden color and the bubbles are coming up. Just It just slowly pans up towards it's got the perfect amount of foam. It's got the perfect head on it. And it's like... Gosh, you're kind of making me want a beer right now. <laughs> I'm not even watching this thing. But it's it's so glorious to watch. You're like, And it's just so relaxing because they also deal with like nostalgia tied to food. Right. Because like he'll, he went to this, um, he went to a bed and breakfast basically, a Japanese bed and breakfast, which is very different. Right. And, like, he was talking about how, as a kid, he went to this bed and breakfast while he was on uh, summer vacation. What's a vacation? Right. I mean, my PTO is, yeah, okay, and the middle finger. (laughs) Right. Like, he was talking about how, like, this reminded of of his childhood, and it had flashbacks to that. And, like, he was just thinking about his childhood and life, and it's like... Have you watched the entire series? No. Okay. I just want to make sure that... I'm not going to watch this in the very end. He's like... You know, I don't think I can handle modern society. Bang. No, that's not how it'll be. It's based upon a comic. Okay. Um, but no, it's a very like. Lo- there's nothing terribly heavy in it. There's there's points where it's like, oh man, like the nostalgia. I'm like, I- I'm watching, and going, I'm nostalgic, and I've never had this food. It's kind of like watching Mad Men in a way. No, because Mad Men it has internal conflict and in everything. This show has no like long lasting conflict. Like I think the most conflictiest conflict there is is he was having dinner with his niece and she wasn't paying attention. It was the only episode where I was getting anxiety. Right. Because the lady was constantly on her phone and was rude to the waiter and he basically So it's even less conflicting than Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey has more conflict, yes. Oh my gosh. We were watching need... this. We were watching an episode. I need this in my life. I will. Uh, it's got me inspired. It, it's got me making ramen more often. Right. Uh, Are you making, like, instant ramen? Yes, but in the show, it all, there's an episode about ramen, and it shows that he goes to this ramen place, and he's like, this ramen's terrible. The service is terrible, which makes the food worse than it already is. He comes home, and his wife is like, 
hey, did you have lunch? And he's like, no, not really. And she's, he's like, will you make me ramen? And she makes him instant ramen. But he's like, this is the best ramen he's ever had because it's made. Well, it sounds love. it sounds corny, but it's made with care and with love. What's that and it's feel? like, what's that feel like? <laughs> <laughs> Papa, tell me about the good times. Please tell me about the war. <laughs> tell me about about the before Putin came to power. Would <laughs> we eat more than cabbage? Yes, we drank cabbage too. <laughs> Duh, we need more wheat for the homeland. <laughs> but no, it's it's glorious. It's just so relaxing to watch. You're like, <sighs> it's like taking Xanax for your soul. Tell me what that's like, having a soul. Right? <laughs> so, go out and watch it. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. It's like 15-minute episodes, too. Okay. So, you're not just sitting there watching going, okay, we get it. And they, it's new food every time. Yeah. So, it's really good. Go watch it. I always dig shows that there's no conflict in them. Because, like, I feel relaxed now. (laughs) It is in Japanese, so you do have to pay attention unless you just watch it for the... Now, I can't watch and fall asleep Japanese TV shows. No. Because I want to watch it. Not not only that, but because at a certain point when you're, like, roll over and try to go to sleep, it stops being an anime and just starts being loud, angry, (laughs) yelling in a different language. I might as well listen to... I don't know, 1942 German Chancellor's, you know, Speeches. National Declaration, and you're just like, yeah, it makes about just as much sense as, you know, Madoka Magica. And then you're hearing screaming and lasers <laughs> going off. Yeah. And you're just like, and then you vaguely weird sounding where you're like, didn't turn south, did it? And then you're just like, I or crying. To... Yeah, crying. This and sounds like, vague. This sounds really interesting. But I know if I roll over and start watching it, I won't go to sleep. Yeah, pretty much. Been it's there. like boring, 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 boring. Roll over and go to sleep. Suddenly it becomes the most interesting thing in the world. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, have you played I Am Setsuna? No. Okay. I'm going to do a slight review for it. Talk to me. Snow. Snow? Snow. Snow. They're like, okay. Here's all this gloriously, like, it's beautiful-looking scenery and everything. Unfortunately, the game all happens in the snow. So it's just whitewashed? It's not whitewashed. It's perfectly rendered snow. Huh. But it's not hard to say that your game is light on, like, memory space, or that it renders rather rapidly, because it's all snow. And there is, like... Five different, five, fifteen different enemies that are basically color palette swaps. I mean, that's... That's the way old school games were. But it's like, it's not engaging. Right. Because you're like, cool, now I'm fighting a stronger penguin-looking creature. I really want to play To the Moon. I haven't played it. I hear that's like a heartbreaker. Nice. Um, the soundtrack is great, but at a certain point, you're like, I don't... Same scenery, same looking enemies. The magic system is weird. Right. It's not a bad game. Like, uh, let me say that. It's a really cool game, but at a certain point, you're like, I just... It, it doesn't grab you. Like, people are like, oh, it's like Chrono Trigger. No, it's not like Chrono Trigger. Right. I mean, I've, I've played it for... I think, like... 
15 hours. Right. And, like, I'm already 75% of all the locations. I've seen all the magic. Uh, it's just, like, I, I found all the characters already. And, that and 15 really... hours, I'm saying I might have left it on at some point. Yeah. And um, that sounds really sad compared to, like, Breath of the Wild. And trying to, and I know it's being, they're two different games, but when you're on the same system as such a major hit, you have to find something that sets you apart. Now, it's a, it is, it's a great game. The story is interesting, but it's hard to remain engaged in the story when the music is all piano music, which is great, but... But it's like taking a hit of a, it's like getting hit in the face with like a sedative. Yeah, and especially when the environment's basically the same looking. Every cave looks kind of the same. Every snowfield looks exactly the same. Every mountain range is exactly the same. It's just like... Like, I... I on some levels, I'm like, it's a good game, but I'm not sure how it won. It got so much acclaim. Yeah. It would not be my thing of like... Let's make sure that this is on at launch of Switch. I'm playing it on the Switch, by the way. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand how... That That's really been the only console I've played since it came out. Yeah, I played Xbox for um, Destiny. Destiny. And yeah. I loaded up the new character in Overwatch. Oh, Osira or whatever? Osira, yeah. But I am such a, it's a great game, but as far as like worth the 40 bucks... It, it's not. I, I'm torn... Because I'm like, it is, but it's not. Alright. So, it, it's one of those weird... It's it's weird, like, people are like, oh, it's like Chrono Trigger old school RPGs. Closer to old school RPGs, not like Chrono. Chrono has interesting environments and everything, and... Yeah. It has color. Like, this game has... It's flat looking. Alright, cool. Um, it, And all the characters look like puppets, almost. They've got, like, spindly legs, and it's like, hmm. Yeah. Your characters might um might need some work. All right, cool. So, that's my personal opinion. Take it as you will, but... Now, I would give a review of Has-Been Heroes, but I'm still trying to play through it and give it a little bit more effort. I suck at the game. Oh, do you? So, I want to start getting better at the game before I talk more about it. Okay. Because... From what I can see, it's a it's a solidly built game. Yeah. I just suck at it. Oh, okay. So I don't want that to taint the review. Okay, fair enough. Um Have you done has anybody done the Switch contest? I'm not sure. I'm actually pulling that up right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cuz last we announced that it was the Splatoon 2. Yeah. Last fire. Yeah. And, and no. No one has. All right, cool. So, we're going to keep that open. Yep. Um, the Zelda is still up, but also, if you took any screenshots for Splatoon 2, the test fire. Did you get to play the test fire? I did not. No, I was furious about it. Yes, because it's open only for like five hours, and they were all when I was at work. Yeah, like, I, I looked it up, and it was one was like at four in the morning, and I'm like, who's playing this? Yep. And it's for the eastern region. I'm like, all right, stop that yep. right now. Because it just felt like it was, I was like, we're going to do this big test fire, and nobody gets to play it. Like, I was watching one YouTube company about, actually, Achievement Hunter play it, and they said they waited in, uh, waited in queue for 30 minutes. 
Wow. And so it's like, okay, well, you waited in queue for 30 minutes, but you also could not start being in queue till time it started. So 30 minutes of your time was spent queuing. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm probably still going to buy at launch. Mm. Yeah, me too. So anything else? No, I think that's about it. Okay, let's wrap it up. All right, cool. Okay, so if you want to submit pictures to the Switch Still Contest, use the hashtag Switch Still Contest. Uh, and make sure to tweet at gaming underscore in underscore chill. And you can also submit those on Instagram at gaming and chill podcast. Uh, we, lo- we would love to see your screenshots for Zelda, for Splatoon as well. Um, make sure to let us know. Um, and once again, this episode was brought to you by Adams of Eden. And the new Dungeons and Dragons podcast that's not quite out yet, but we are running some promotion for it. Yes. But we will let you know when it is up. Um, yes. After the end of the episode, I have it playing uh, a character introduction. Yes. As a note, the D&D podcast is R-rated. It is adult-rated. Um, you described <clears throat> the last episode as, it is the Deadpool to our Avengers. Yes. So, if you are okay with... um have language and adult situations. adult situations um give it a listen yeah if you're not that's cool uh that is your prerogative yes however the little trailer that we're gonna be airing it's always yeah always always suitable for this channel yeah um and we have shirts we yes. have shirts you can go get them on cafe press cafepress.com forward slash gaming and chill um, I have a Tupac Cabra shirt up. I still need to buy that one. Right. Um, anything else? Are we doing Jack's Box today? We might. Depends upon how long lunch goes and uh, if we go to GameStop and end up buying something else. All right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to buy anything else. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, until next week, thank you for joining us for episode 37. And don't fall for any gaming news today. It's April 1st. Yes. Just wait till April 2nd and everybody's like, ha ha, joke's on you. You believed us. Now you're sad. Half-Life 3 was not announced. Get no. rest. No, it wasn't. So, anyway, have a great one. Thank you so much. See you. Hi, my name's John. I play Ravok with the Wizard. A little backstory about Ravok. He grew up in the town of Kentgrove. His parents were actually uh, governing the land at that time. They're just very well respected amongst the town. Um, his father was a human fighter, and his mother was an elven monk. Um, his father truly seemed to care about the townsfolk, um, so that was kind of um, imposed on him as a child, that kind of ideology of, of taking care of, of your citizens. Um, but as a child, you know, Ravok was a very studious uh, child. Um, his mother really instilled the advantages of studying and learning about history and religion as a child. Um, so once Ravok was of age, he went to the university to study wizardry. Um, later, uh, Ravok was kicked out of the university, but there weren't any records as to why. Um, rumor has it that his father had paid to have the records destroyed. Um, but to this day, that is still a secret that really nobody knows. Um, but he did, Ravok did continue his studies on his own. Um, as of now, Ravok is a citizen of Kindlecrunk and is thought of as somewhat of a philanthropist, being that his father was um, had nobility. He definitely um, he has the, the power and the, um, the riches to kind of help out as much as he can um, for the local um, citizens of Kittlecrunk. 
Um, and he definitely uses his father's name and legacy to further the improvement of the town.